Hey, we're Phil and Meredith, and we're the pastors here at Cornerstone Church. We're excited to be coming to you through this platform today. We hope that your heart is encouraged, that your faith is stirred by what God speaks to you today. God bless you. Enjoy the message. To everything, there is a season and uh, a time for every purpose under the heavens. Thank you. The, um, the human being has an uneasy relationship with time. And um, young people can't wait to be grown. And grown people are trying to be young. We have an uneasy relationship with time because um, it seems like we always want to be in a different season. No matter where you find people, most of the time they, they're thinking about a different season. Single people want to be married and married people want to be single. Sometimes, you know. And uh, people who uh, have... Uh, Kids are getting ready to have kids. They are so excited. That's what they talk about. Can't wait to have them babies. And then, um, then they're trying to figure out how to give them back. And um, it's just, it seems like uh, that we're always in some kind of, uh, of, of this battle uh, with, with seasons. And um, be, because, because we have this... this tension with time, uh, we do things to mark time. We celebrate birthdays and anniversaries. We memorialize and commemorate special events, graduations, all of those things because it seems like we're having to do and, and to deal with time. But what I want you to know is that that kind of a relationship with time is more of a secular concept because to the non-believer, time uh, appears to be your enemy. What you have to understand as, as a believer, time is your friend. It doesn't always feel like it, but time is your friend because to everything, there is a season and a time for every purpose under the heavens which means that God numbers our days and he knows what we are ready for and he has something for us in every season of our life. So time is your friend. The, 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 thing, the thing about this is that um, the way that we handle time is funny because I find out that, that younger people want, want the latest and the newest of something. And the older that people get, the more they want antiques. And they talk about how, uh, how valuable something is because of its ability to stand up through time. Uh, if, if you, you have to have a little bit of distance in your walk with God to totally understand this concept because it takes a little bit of history and a little bit of walking with God for a little while to be able to realize it, it gets harder for you to be excited over, over something um, just new that hasn't been proven through time. 
And uh, you, 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 your, your life finds out that there are some people that, that, are, that are good for a moment, but, but they ain't been through enough to understand time. Watch me. The word process is only used five times in the Bible. The word process is always found in the same context. And it came to pass in the process of time. Every time the word process is used, it's used in that context. It came to pass in the process of time. Somewhere it tells me then that times and seasons are my friend. Because God processes us through time. And uh, when God is processing you through time, it seems like we have at least these two, these two battles. Walk with me and we're going to shout after a bit. Just walk with me. This, these two things. Sometimes we do things too fast. When you do something too fast or you, you get into something before it's time, then that means you haven't been processed properly through time and something that would be good in one season is not helpful to you in a different season because you jumped into that season too fast. Who am I talking to? And, and, and when you're doing that, then we have a tendency to be uh, reactive and we have a tendency to be reflexive. We have a tendency to make emotional decisions. We have a tendency, I'm, I'm looking for the words. We fly off the handle. We say something. We jump into something. We, 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 we get in, involved in something, not always because we are, we are bad. Sometimes we get into ideas, and the idea is good, but it, it can be premature. And, uh, and, and we, we move things along fast because we don't understand that time is our friend. And sometimes doing the same thing in a different season would give you a different result. That's a long way of asking you how many of you have ever made a decision that you wish you could have gone back and changed. And God is good enough to process us through time, but, but the, the, the perfect way is to understand that there is a time for everything. There's a time for everything. The, the other problem that we have is that um, we're too slow. So some people have a tendency of not understanding time because they move too fast. They didn't think it through. And then some people have a little bit of a hard time because they move too slow. They miss their window. But I wanted to talk about it a little bit differently, though. I wanted to talk about it a little bit differently because uh, when we talk about the process of time, we find out that God uses this process of time to produce this word that we don't like to preach about. Patience. Nobody wants to preach about patience. We can't get no amens. When we're preaching about patience. And, um, but patience can only be developed in the soil of delay. 
And you, you have to stay focused in the midst of delay to know that God is producing something called patience. You, you do understand that it's God's desire to make you a well-rounded individual, not a one-season saint. And, and so you have to go through particular seasons. And so no, no, I, was, I was reading James. James. James says it like this, that you have to understand that the trying of your faith works patience. So ever so often, God brings you to a place where he said, I just want to bring some authenticity to your faith. And every aspect of your faith is not visible when things are going like you want them to and happen them quick, fast, and in a hurry. So this, this, this patience is an, is an interesting thing because sometimes God will hold something up on you and you, you may not know that he's working it out for you so that it doesn't show up out of season. Are you with me? When, uh, when, when seasons change, one of the things about the Midwest that's kind, of, that's kind of nice is that we have four distinct seasons. And sometimes if a person lives in a, in a, a, a climate where the seasons uh, don't change, then sometimes they, they don't always understand as, as easily the passing of time. And so um, each season, each season has a particular characteristic and, and serves a particular purpose. So spring is when seed takes up root. Things start to begin to grow in spring. You're only 11 days from spring. And, and it, can be, it can be a little bit more of a, a wet season and rain comes and then snow melts and helps to water the ground, all of that. That's, that's, that's spring. Summer is hot and the days are longer. And it stays light until way into the evening. Fall is a time for turning. All, all, them, all them birds are like, I'm out of here. Because I, I know what's coming. Leaves turn. The birds turn to head south. It's a time of turning. And then winter um, is... Is, is, a, is a demonic season. That's the, that's the season that God punishes you for staying out of church in the summer. Anyway, and, and it, has, it has, you know, you know a winter actually doesn't kill trees. It kills bugs, puts things into hibernation. And sometimes there's a season of your life that you walk into. It's the same reason that you put uh, perishables in your freezer. When you put perishables, like I'll say steak or something like that, hot dogs, whatever, you stick them in your freezer because it suspends time so that it, so that it doesn't spoil because you're not ready to use it yet. 
Oh, my Lord. Every so often, God has a promise that you become aware of. And then he drops you into a winter season. And you're frustrated. But God said, no, no, no. I just don't want time to affect the development of this thing until time affects the development of your thing. And then once your thing and God's thing lines back up, then he brings it out and falls it out. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise right there. I like, I like the fact that God can suspend time until all your victories are won. Because um, there are some days, sometimes, some seasons, when let's, let's say you're at your best. You're at the height of it. Joshua got into a battle one day, and he realized something about that time. Something about that day was something was on him to win. He's like, I cannot be beat today. So he stood and asked God to hold the sun still so that the sun did not go down while he was still winning his battles. And the Bible said that God held the sun in place. In other words, he didn't let that time or that day pass because it was on Joshua to win his battle. I'm trying to talk to you about time change. You got to know when it's on you to win. When it's on you to win, then God will sometimes hold that day and prolong your time of victory because you're in a winning streak. The days get longer this time of the year. Uh, there's a few things I want to give you. I'm not, I'm not going to be up here for a long time. I'm preaching about time for a long time. I'm not going to do that. I, but I want, to, I want to tell you a few things that time has taught me over the years. All right? I'm just going to give you four or five. Time has taught me not to judge a thing too fast. Uh, be, uh, it, it says later in the Ecclesiastes that he makes all things beautiful in his time. And that we shouldn't judge something before it's finished. Uh, it, 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 uh, understanding time and, and having a little bit of time teaches you that, that sometimes blessings can come into your life uh, disguised. They don't always look like they're going to be a blessing at first appearance. And it, it teaches you to be able to look back over your life and slow down a little bit and say, I'm not exactly sure what this is yet. But lest you jump in and miss a blessing or jump in because something looks like a blessing, then you have to have a little bit of time to learn not to judge a thing too early. Then the second one is, time has taught me it's no good to fight battles where there are no spoils. I don't have the energy for that. And um, there, there are some things that are, that are not worth fighting over. Talk to me in here. 
And um, it, it takes a little bit of time to realize why fall out with people over stuff that don't matter. Um, why, why be involved in foolish arguments about things that people going to do what they want to do anyway? There has to be a reason. This is what time teaches you. Time teaches you there has to be a reason to be involved in something. I, I, like, the, I like this thing about the story of David. I'm getting ready to turn a corner in a minute. The story of David, when David goes out to fight Goliath, is one of the, one, one of the things that, that is not often uh, preached about the story, but I, but I think it's, it's interesting that even after David had, had proven himself, um, David said to Saul, before I go out there and fight him, what you going to give to the person who takes him down? Did y'all ever read that? What, what do I get? I ain't going out here just to be a show. <laughs> Saul says, well, you can marry my daughter. David said, what? Is she cute? Where was she at? <laughs> and um, he, he said, he said uh, she will be able to marry my daughter and their family will be free in Israel, which means nobody related to David had to pay taxes. <laughs> Somebody just got the Holy Ghost right there. Like, Woo. <laughs> and my point is, David, that, that teaches me the lesson that, that David was like, I, I'm only going to fight this battle if, there, if, there's, if there's a point in it, if there's, if, if there's some spoil in it. Uh, because you will spend up too much of your valuable energy that should be used on something else, fighting a battle that God never called for you to fight, because there's a time for war, there's a time for peace, and when it's on you and the time is there to fight, then you're going to have the strength of it. But if you use up your fighting warfare energy at the wrong time, then when the battle shows up, you don't have anything left because you wasted it on something you should should not have laced it, wasted it on to everything. There is a time. There is a time. There's a time. You can't fight everybody's battles. You can help some people, but it is possible for you to care more about it than they do. Lessons of time. I got two more. Two more. Time has taught me that praise is not wasted time. I, I, I want to say that to you. Praise is not wasted time. L let me put this where this belongs. Let me put this where this belongs. Because worry is wasted time. Worry is wasted time. Jesus, who's always right the first time, says to us, what can you fix by worrying about it? What can you change? By worrying about it. So worry is wasted time. Worry only occupies the space that praise is supposed to occupy. 
And if praise is not standing in that space, then worry is going to come into the space and occupy. So it, 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 it takes you, I think, a little while, a little while, some people longer than others. But, but it, 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 if you look back over your life, you would find out that praise is not wasted time. Praise is not wasted time because by the time I got to the end of a thing, by the time God got done working things out, I realized that even when I couldn't see him, that he was working it out. And the whole time I was wringing my hands and wondering what was going on, he was just processing me through time till he got me at the right place at the right time with the right somebodies. And had he dropped it on me earlier, I, I, I wasn't ready, I wasn't ready, wasn't ready, wasn't ready, wasn't ready, wasn't ready. <coughs> Praise is not wasted time. Mm. David said it this way in Psalms 40. David said this, this way. David said, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined unto me and heard my cry and brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay and set my feet on a rock and established my goings. And he has put a new song in my mouth, even a praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Had I not went through that season, I wouldn't have got a new song. The song that I'm singing now is because of the season that I went through. I couldn't pray him like he wanted to be praised I couldn't say it like he wanted to hear it but now that God has walked me through I can look back and realize praise was never a wasted moment it was never wasted when I got up and said from the rising of the sun till the going down of the same the name of the Lord is to be praised. It wasn't wasted time when you walked the floors, when you couldn't see what God was up to and said, God, I'm going to praise you anyhow. I know that you're working it out for my good. I don't know how you're doing it. I don't know when you're going to do it, but I trust that to everything there is a time. And when my time comes, nobody can stop it. Where's the praises at in this house? I said, where are the praises at? I want to see the people that realize that you've had to come to understand that praise is not wasted time. Praise is a weapon. Praise puts its hand at the, at the neck of my enemy. Praise creates the environment for my breakthrough. Praise, you may not praise God like me, but you ought to at least praise God with me. Praise will move the atmosphere around you in your house. When you start clapping your hands, when you start changing the dialogue in the heavens, when you start speaking in other tongues over your life, when you start praying through prayers that you know how to pray, it starts clearing out territory around you. And that way you don't have to put your praise off until God does a thing. I'm going to say this like I want to say it because I don't think that all praise is equal. Uh, it doesn't mean that God doesn't enjoy the praise of everybody, but I don't think all praise, I say in my own life or your life, I don't think all praise is equal because some days it's just too easy. Everything is going right. 
Everything is happening. You feel a tangible presence of God. Everything around you is just happening. And so you're just like, Lord, I praise you. Hallelujah. And uh, it's an easy praise. And the Bible talks about a sacrifice of praise. A sacrifice of praise is not based on what is happening. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm talking about, I'm talking about time. I'm talking about time. Here we go. I said, here we go. Here we go. Your now is not your future. Because your now, God is processing through time. So if you're going through a tough season, complaining and worry will get you to believe that your now is always going to be. But all your now is doing is taking your little happy praise and turning it into a sacrifice of praise so that it can pull you into the next season of your life because for where you are going out of your now, you got to be able to stand up under some pressure and say, God, I don't feel it, but I'm going to praise you. Not because of what is happening, but because of who you are. Because you are awesome in this place. You are my God. And no matter what the devil throws at me, I'm going to make sure there is a praise in my mouth. I will bless the Lord at all times. And the pressure that that the enemy puts you under, the pressure that life puts you under, takes what was a happy praise and turns it into a sacrifice of praise. And anytime you bring a sacrifice to the altar, then God responds to the place of sacrifice. He shows up at the place of sacrifice because he sees and he knows what you're walking through and he turned your praise into strength. Let me just tell you, that time has taught me that the devil's not after your stuff. The devil don't want your stuff. He, he, he's, he's not interested in your car. He's not interested in your shoes. The devil's not after your stuff. Hmm. I didn't say he doesn't ever attack your stuff. That's not his target. The enemy attacks your stuff when your praise is attached to your stuff. Because what the enemy's really after is your praise. And if your praise is attached to your stuff, he knows if he attacks your stuff, then you're going to lose your praise. You didn't hear me, did you? But when you go through the tough season and you have to wait patiently upon the Lord, then what that does is solidifies the thing and gives you the opportunity to let the enemy know and maybe yourself know that it doesn't matter what I have or what I don't have, it has no bearing on my praise. Because once you get to the place where you can praise God on a bicycle or a skateboard, then God can give you anything because he knows that you're not praising him for a thing. You, you just got to get to the place. Time teaches you. Time teaches you that praise is not wasted time. 
time teaches you that it's okay when things don't make sense while they're happening. Many things that God walks us into and through, through the life of faith, don't make sense while they're happening. They only make sense later. Faith then fills the gap. Faith fills the space that says, I trust that God has a time for everything. Here's how this goes. You know, after the, Noah built the ark and the flood was there, the, the Bible says that the waters actually stayed upon the earth for 150 days. It rained for 40 days and 40 nights, but the water was up there for 150 days. That's a long time to be on a boat with your relatives. I'm just saying. And um, in the interesting scripture that says, and God remembered Noah. I'm getting ready to help you in your patience. God remembered Noah. See, we have the benefit of reading the scripture and knowing that this is going to be over in 40 days. It's possible that Noah got into this ark not knowing if he was ever going to see land again. So he built an ark. His family gets in with him. He takes on animals. And then God put him over here in this ark. And then just kind of Walked away. When I say walked away, God knew how long this has to go on. And when the Bible says, and God remembered Noah, it doesn't mean that in the, in the context of God forgets a thing. It just wasn't time. Here's what God does. He gives you an assignment and then walks away from it. Not, you understand what I mean by that? He, not that he's not with you or anything like that. But it has to be a process of time. And after all those days, God remembered Noah. And all God wanted to know was, is Noah still where I put him? Is he doing what he is supposed to be doing? Or did he jump and start swimming for the shore, wherever that might be at? I want to tell someone something that feels like you might be stuck. You are not stuck. God is ordering your steps. And he can turn something so quickly that you, you don't even know it, but you got to just... Wait patiently for the Lord knowing that everything has a time and everything has a season. And when you know that God is processing you through that, the old, the old statement was trouble don't last always. 
I want to give you, I want to give you one, one more verse. This is out of uh, Genesis chapter 8, verse number 22. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest and cold and heat, summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. I just wanted to say to you that no season of life is always the same as the previous one. It is walking through times and seasons that you understand that God is developing you and you usually exit one season into another season when you learn what the last season was supposed to produce in your life. To everything, there is a time and a season for every purpose under the heaven. Here come two words right now. Y'all ready? Somebody say, I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, here, this, this is the word for young people. Then I got a word for other people. <laughs> so I'm going to let you define yourself wherever you, wherever you can locate yourself. Somebody needs to tell young people you have time to be great. You have time to be great. You have time to be great. You have time to prepare. You don't have to rush past the season that you're in, trying to be in the season that you're not ready for yet. You have time to be great. For everybody else, I want to tell you, you are not running out of time. I, I know sometimes we say that because, because we know that, 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 that our, our days and our years are, are not as long. But what I mean by that is God can do more in a moment. And somehow you have to get it into your mind that your best days... And that your blessed days, and there are things that you can do at that season, and somebody that's coming up that's wanting to be great might just need some of your assistance to get to where they're going. I just came to tell you today that it's a time change Sunday. It's a time change Sunday, and you need to get ready because your time and your season is about to change, and this should be a month of miracles for you. Everybody clap your hands one time right here. Hallelujah that message meant something to you and that it means something in your days to come. Yeah, if this message has blessed you and you want to sow into the ministry of Cornerstone Church, you can do so from wherever you are today. Simply jump on our website at cornerstone.church and you can find the link there so that you can give in whatever way is most convenient to you. And we'll see you back here next time.